Personality can affect your career, your love life, and even your life expectancy. Whether you're 17 or age 70, you can change your personality in just 30 days. Here to discuss his next book is Dr. Small, the Director of Longevity at the UCLA Institute of Neuroscience and Human Behavior. Stay with us. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Dr. Small, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's so great to have you here. I'm so excited to see you, and I'm so excited to get into everything. Guys, I'm Thelma and Bazeway Daniel, your host, and I'm very blessed to be here. We have Dr. Small with us, Director of of Psychiatry and Professor of Psychiatry at UCLA. So we're here, and we're going to get into your new book, Snap, Change Your Personality, in just 30 days. Okay, so we've heard a lot of rhetoric around personality, and for a long time, This hasn't really been what we've heard. You're kind of breaking the status quo with this book. Tell us more about why this research is different. So when I trained as a psychiatrist, like all mental health professionals, we were taught that your personality, your behaviors, feelings, and thoughts were pretty much set during childhood. That You couldn't change that much. You know, maybe with years of psychoanalysis or psychotherapy, you could see some change. And certainly with aging, there's very gradual change. You get a little less anxious. Mm -hmm. You gain wisdom over the years. But the party line was, nah, you can't do that much to change your personality. So what happened was that there was a study last year that turned all the research on personality upside down, literally, for the first time. Research psychologists actually looked at the scientific literature whether you could change personality and how quickly it could be done. And they found, as as you said a moment ago, that you actually can change your personality. And that change can be meaningful, and it can occur very quickly within a month. Wow. So what's the most important catalyst for change? Because you mentioned the CPAS method in your book. Well, everybody has a different catalyst, and a lot of people want to change, but they have a lot of excuses Mm -hmm. and barriers to change. You know, who doesn't want to go on a diet or become more fit or to try to uh, be more personable, have more friends or do better at work? But there's always an excuse. Well, you know, I'll go on that diet tomorrow or Mm -hmm. I'll just watch television tonight. (laughs) So I think what has to happen is you really have to explore What's in your way? Why are you making these excuses? And once you've done that, you can begin to move forward. You can make some decisions as to how you want to change and get on the track. And once you get started, whether it's psychotherapy, whether it's a self-help approach or both, it really is quite compelling that you can make meaningful changes. So it's really wanting to change and then being able to identify where you're having a disconnect. So how important will it be for somebody? You mentioned the big five personality traits in your your book. How important is it for you to understand that wheel and how that spectrum of personality is versus all the things we've heard in the past? There are good traits, there are bad traits, but really anything can be both, right? I think it's critical. I think in order to change, you first have to understand where you're starting. Mm -hmm. I mean, where... Are you in terms of your degree of extroversion mm-hmm. or how agreeable are you? Or are you open to new experience? Uh, maybe you're not that emotionally stable. And all these factors come into play. And what we do in SNAP is we first help people understand where they are. We take some of the scientifically proven 
personality measures and simplify them and help people get an idea of where they are. And once you understand where you are, then you need to look at your goals very clearly. I mean, we have a lot of case material in the book. For example, there was a a woman in her 30s who was living with her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is a pretty typical it's, situation. Yeah, it's very, people can definitely relate to this. You know, she wanted to have a family, and he wasn't so interested in it. And she was making lots of excuses why, you know, she shouldn't move on and kick him out and mm-hmm. try to find someone else. Now, when she started to understand those excuses and assess her baseline personality, she was able to move forward. It turned out she was quite agreeable, which Mm -hmm. generally is a positive trait. But in her situation, she needed to learn to be more disagreeable because she had to confront her boyfriend. Absolutely. And also she was introverted. And so she was frightened of getting out there and meeting new people. So she needed strategies to become more extroverted. Mm. So, you know, you talk about agreeableness, and that's something that a lot of people either have or they lack. But when it comes into right now in this time, in this day and age of social media, social media is something that kind of serves as a double-edged sword. On one end, it bridges the gap in information and cultural gaps. But on the other end, it can cause anxiety, correct? So how do you marry the two, and how does that relate to personality, effective personality change? Well, social media is a a big topic, and it it is good and bad. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's an upside and a downside to all our new technology, and really all it's doing is putting what's generally human nature on steroids (laughs) and and making it more powerful. Uh, But, you know, we have to think about what social media wants you to do. It wants you to be more agreeable. Right, everybody wants exactly a happy face or thumbs up and, and all that. Living my best life, yeah. <laughs> but the problem with that is not always sincere and it's not always transparent because True. a lot of people look at all these social media messages and they kind of feel bad about themselves because mm-hmm. they think, well, I'm not uh, quite as good as I should appear to be yeah. on social media. And it's also important in terms of personality and relationships because a lot of times people don't use their social media or their technology properly. They break up from a long-term relationship with a text message. Mm. That, that seems pretty raw to me. And you know what's even raw? You know, right now in this day and age, there's such a big, there's such a big idea around ghosting, which is this idea of you're dating somebody or you're in, you're speaking with someone for quite some time, and out of nowhere you just decide, instead of having a conversation to end that relationship, you just fall off the face of the planet of the earth and that's it. So is that something that comes that can be very much changed in terms of a personality? Does that fall in the spectrum? Of course it can, because you know, a lot of people they want to change their personalities because they don't have the kinds of relationships they'd like or they feel they're not popular enough mm. or they're too isolated. And a lot of times it has to do with not being agreeable, not being extroverted. And those are two traits that can really change from psychotherapy, from self-help approaches, or from both. How important, you talk about how important it is to choose the right kind of approach when it comes to therapy. Is that instrumental to making sure that you get the right change that you need? It certainly is, because unless you choose the right approach, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're the kind of person who's a self-starter and you like to do things on your own. It might work best for you to use a self-help approach. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these therapies you can do online, like cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a very practical form of psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. There are programs and apps that allow you to do that on your own. And someone who's a self-starter could do very well. Let's say you like having a cheerleader, someone mm-hmm. to help you out. Well, then a psychotherapist may be the best approach. So I think it takes 
a bit of thought as to the right type of therapy, the right type of self-help, and the right mode of therapy. For some situations, say people are struggling with substance abuse, Mm. often group therapies can be very helpful where you see how other people are challenged by it and learn from their experience. Definitely. So sometimes, so what I'm getting from that, sometimes when you hear people have negative discourse around therapies because maybe they didn't try the right kind of therapy that is going to work for them. That's right. Or, or their they, personality. Or they didn't find the right therapist. And we have a whole chapter on guiding people on what to look for in a exactly. therapist and some of the practical aspects and also some of the intuitive aspects. I mean, a, a therapeutic relationship is defined by the fact that the therapist is saying stuff and doing stuff for the patient's good. You're not using the patient, you know, to satisfy your own needs. But it's also based on a human relationship. And so, you know, if you don't trust someone, if they don't have a sense of humor, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're too far apart, that's not going to be a good therapeutic fit. That makes sense. So you're somebody who knows so much about personality, so much about therapy and mental health, and you're a father of two, and you've also written nine books with your wife, Gigi. How How does your research come into play when it comes to your personal relationships, and how does it benefit you? Well, it's interesting. So Gigi and I have been married Let's see, do I have to... I didn't know I was going to be tested. It's, uh, over, <laughs> Gigi's watching. Well, I, get, I get confused because we, we got married a year after we met. Mm-hmm. So we've been wow. together 30 years and married 29 years. Wow. So when I met her, I didn't think to myself, oh, she can write. Boy, we'd be good writing partners. <laughs> Something I wasn't even thinking about. But over the years, because she had this writing background, she would help me with my proposals. Mm. And... Uh, Eventually, we just started writing books together, and it's been a wonderful creative experience. Uh, I've become a better writer thanks to her, and she's become a better scientist. Wow, that's awesome! So, what can you give? What can you give us about tidbits when it comes to balance in relationships as it relates to personality and understanding them? Well, you know, I think that it's it's important to think about your professional life and your personal life, and and for most of us, that's those areas are both important, but it has to be a balance. And you may need certain personality skills in your professional life that may not fit so well in your personal life. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I'm writing with Gigi, she doesn't like if I boss her around like she's an employee. (laughs) That's true. So you have to use a different skill set depending on the context of the situation. And who you're with, the context, will alter your personality style to some extent. Uh, You know, another example would be just looking at Gigi Mm -hmm. and me. Uh, we're both extroverted, but she's more extroverted than I am. And so when we're out to dinner with other friends, I notice I get quieter. And I kind of like that because it gives me a little bit of a vacation yeah. from always having to be out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a good fit. But other couples, it may not work. Uh, and so I think it, it takes some kind of self-awareness and also negotiation yeah. <laughs> with the, your partner to make things work. Yeah, and I think that's been the one of the biggest takeaways for me is just understanding that personality truly is a spectrum because I'm that way as well. I'm I'm an, I'm an extrovert to some extent, but there are times where I see myself being more introverted and I think after reading this book and understanding that, it's something that you can actually weaponize to your benefit and figure out how and the best ways to use it, like you said, career versus yeah. personal life. Yeah, and you could take any of these traits. They have a spectrum from introverted, extroverted, from mm-hmm. being closed off to being more open. And uh, sometimes what you'd expect to be a positive trait is actually a negative trait. So people, for example, who are too extroverted can be anno- annoying and nosy and, mm. and butt in 
to your business. Uh, an introversion, which you may think is a negative trait because people are so shy, is actually a good trait. They're good listeners, and they're, they have a lot of in-depth thinking. And, you know, it's, it is an important topic because this makes a difference in terms of our lives. There have been many studies showing that our personality traits affect our health outcomes, affect our professional success, our relationships, and even our life expectancy. If you're more conscientious, you're going to listen to your doctor. You're going to take your medicine. You're going to see your doctor. You're going to see your doctor, and you're going to live longer. Uh, Also, if you're more extroverted, you're going to live longer because that means you're going to have a stronger social network, and loners don't do well over the years. Mm, Yeah, that's definitely one of the key indicators for long life. It's just how many people are checking on you, how many strong, meaningful relationships do you have in your life. So why 30 days? Explain to us why 30 days. and Is it like a diet? If you you mess up after 10 days, do you have to start over? Well, it is a bit like a diet because, you know, (laughs) we go, we, we really make this practical based on the scientific evidence. So what happened, these uh, University of Illinois psychologists decided to look at the scientific literature on personality change. So they they looked at all the studies that were out there, and they did what's called a Mm meta-analysis, which means they're putting together all the results from many different types of studies, which is a very powerful form of scientific investigation. And when they put that together, they found over 200 studies that were well-controlled, and they had a control group where if it was a medication, there was a placebo sugar pill group. If it was a treatment, there was a waiting list. And they, when they put it together, they plotted the actual amount of change versus time. And they found that over 30 days is when you peaked in terms of your benefits. And then it sort of plateaued. Mm-hmm. So that's where we came up with the 30 days, where you, to really help people understand that they don't have to get into in-depth psychotherapy for years and explore every childhood trauma, mm-hmm. that it actually can be very practical and very quick to reach that level where you want to change. And you do have to learn strategies to avoid slips and fallbacks, which is human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have ways that we can help people to do that very quickly. So we're talking about life expectancy, and people are living way longer, much, much longer nowadays. So, And it's expected in 2050, 2050, that we would be living 20% of the population will be over 65 or even more. So how can this be beneficial for them? Because we also talk about in your book about how people, as they get older, it's harder for them to change, and they have cultural biases, different traditional biases that hold them back. How can people break that, that chain and kind of decide to really move forward? Well, you know, as a geriatric specialist, I think that that is a misconception Mm. that it's harder for people to change when they're older. Mm. What what I've seen in in people over many years is that it's not so much the age, but it's what's motivating you Mm. will determine that change. And in fact, the scientific evidence in psychotherapy or this study that was done last year on personality change includes people well into their 70s. So it's Up clear. to 73. Yes. And so it's clear that people can change regardless of their age. It depends on their motivation. Wonderful. That's, well, that's exciting. That's good news. Because now people can put to rest all the excuses, and you can get this book, and you can get to, get to changing, right? I, I think it's a very positive message. And it also destigmatizes psychotherapy and mental illness. Now, you know, we're, let me just make this point that we're talking in this book about personality traits. So this is the variability that we all have. It's not 
really addressing personality disorder. So this is when your personality is so extreme that it truly interrupts or disrupts your everyday life and becomes a problem. That's only about 10% of the population, That's correct? Right. It's only about 10% of the population. There are approaches that can help. And in fact, some of the strategies in this book could be helpful for people with personality disorders. But it's our target, target <laughs> audience is really that 90% of us yeah, yeah, that have definitely. personality traits and we'd like them to be And we'd like to just drop the bad habits that can really push your life forward. And, and that's definitely something that, that you were talking about here. But something that we're also talking about after Buzz is, is you know that our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There's no network that works harder to work for television fans like you. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our YouTube channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made just for you. Who doesn't love that? And you'll help AfterBuzz grow. Now, if you're worried about pesky notifications, do not worry about them. Those are optional. So hit that subscribe button right now. Thank you so much. And let us know that you did in the comments, and I will shout you out on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans ever and helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. All right, let's get into some special segments. And for this special segment, what we're actually going to be doing is playing a little game with you where you get to answer some Insta questions. Okay. The Insta DMs. It's good. I need <laughs> to study for this test, but I'll do the best I can. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started with a, with a question from Ashiago. And the question is, says to Dr. Small... We're going to get it up on the screen, and we're going to put that question up for you. There we go. How do I stop myself from going back to my old ways? I am who I am. Well, you know, I think that the, it, part of that question is that you uh, got yourself out of your old ways. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Yeah. And, in fact, in SNAP, we have a lot of specific strategies for that. Uh, one thing people can do is to actually uh, plan a day where they go back to their old days, old mm-hmm. ways intentionally and then learn strategies to bounce back quickly. That way you're not so intimidated mm. if you slip back. So uh, another thing you it's can... Like a, it's like a trial run. You exactly. test yourself to yeah, see, you, have I really overcome this aspect of my personality yeah. trait? And I think that's, that's a good thing. I, I think another thing is to tell yourself that, yes, I'm human, and I probably will slip from now, mm. uh, from time to time. You know, for example, that... Uh, person Beth, she did have a slip. She went back to her old boyfriend, but bounced back pretty quickly because she had some strategies in place to deal with that. Yeah, but I also think that she's also come to a place where she had decided for herself, I want what I want, and I know that I want to have children and he doesn't. So that clarity also really helped her kind of come back. So those kinds of things can be held in mind, so you're more focused on it. Mm -hmm. And if you do have a slip back to your old, old ways... It'll be a short one. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's go on to the next question. I worry all the time. There we go. I worry all the time. Can worrying ever be healthy? So the answer, the short answer is yes. Yes. I mean, a little (laughs) bit of worry motivates us. You know, if I weren't worried about what's going to be on the test, I probably wouldn't pass it because I wouldn't (laughs) bother to study. True. But there's there's too much worry, and that can be, have a negative effect. And in fact... Mm -hmm. You, you know, the emotional instability that many people experience, there are some really effective ways to deal with it, from meditation to psychotherapy to even physical exercise mm-hmm. can help curtail some of those worries. Wonderful. Let's go into our last question. Does astrology truly determine personality? I swear I'm a Libra through and through, and all Scorpio men are the same. 
So, you know, I, I am, I have a weakness. I agree with you, whoever that is. Okay. I'm just kidding. I gotta tell you, I have a weakness for the scientific method. Yeah. <laughs> and to my knowledge, astrology has never been substantiated by serious science. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, it's a lot of fun to look yeah. at horoscopes and try to understand that. And, uh, pe- and if people have fun doing that and it actually gets them to start a conversation and feel comfortable together, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. And I really love the fact that you are bringing such legitimacy to self-help and to personality and bringing the science behind it. Thank so you. we really appreciate you being here with us. Can you tell our guests where they can follow up with you and catch up on your new book that's coming out soon in February so next you, year? So you can visit my website, drgarysmall.com, drgarysmall.com, or follow me on Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram. On Instagram. You can follow him on Instagram. And I'm Thalma and Bezaway. Daniel, you can catch me on Instagram at Thalmi and Twitter at Moxie underscore soul. I'm always here doing Get Shorty as well on Sunday nights. Thank you so much and have a great day. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in.